in the trenches with Dave Lappin, presented by First Star Logistics, the Cincinnati Bengals. Winners, 31-14 over their rival Cleveland Browns. Dave Lappin was on the call on the First Star Logistics Bengals radio network. And Lapp, anytime you can win, especially against an AFC North rival, you'll take it, especially against the Browns. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, uh, Cleveland Browns are heading to the playoffs. They're the fifth seed. You know, in, in the playoffs, and uh, the Bengals got embarrassed in, in week one in the opener up there in Cleveland, and for a good part of this football game, built a 31 nothing lead and uh, embarrassed Cleveland pretty pretty uh, well statistically and end up cruising to a 31-14 victory. So they split the Battle of Ohio, and um, that gives them their first division when you didn't want to go winless in the division. Tennessee won a division game today, so they were the only other team in the AFC American Football Conference didn't have a division win, so everybody in the AFC has, is going to win at least one division game. Nobody gets shut out in that regard, uh, so that's that's uh, good. And the Bengals finished with a winning record for the third year in a row. Um, a winning record, obviously, was uh, from a goal standpoint, well down there. Uh, they wanted to win the division, then they wanted to make the playoffs and be a wild card. Those were the, if not win the division, those were the top two goals. So, 500 uh, or a winning record over 500 is. Uh, is down the list, but at least they got that. Uh, and, and really, history was made today for the first time since 1935. You have a division that had every single member in that division finish with a winning record. I mean, it's it's crazy. Back in back in 1935, um, you know, you had uh, the uh, the NFC, uh, the, excuse me, the National Football League West, and uh, they had uh, you know uh, teams that. Uh, everybody finished with a with a winning record, and uh, the Cleveland uh, the Cleveland Browns were, or excuse me, the Detroit Lions won that division. They won the uh, the NFL title that year. Um, so that, that's that's a big piece. That's a little piece of history right there that the Bengals uh, are are part of a division that every single team had a winning record. Like last year, it could have happened with the NFC East, but Washington finished with an eight eight and one record, so they didn't finish above 500 teams or divisions have had years where everybody has finished with a 500 record or better, but everybody to have a winning record or better, that's a rarity. And uh, the Bengals, uh, as part of the AFC North, which is the toughest division in football, get that done. When you look at things, Dave, you know, yes, the Browns didn't play a lot of guys, kind of like the Bengals here previous season. Uh, but it was, it was a game where guys were looking to set some marks. And one of those guys was Joe Mixon. Uh, who has a year left on his contract, but as you know, things in the NFL can change. And uh, but Joe Mixon ends up getting a uh, rushing touchdown. He becomes second all time in rushing touchdowns behind a guy you know real well, Pete Johnson. Yeah, I mean Joe Mixon is uh, is a guy that is, is consistent. I mean the coaches love Joe Mixon because he gives them a consistent effort, and and that is that he's going to give everything he's got every single snap of every single game. Joe, Joe Mixon never taps out. Joe Mixon never does not show up. I mean, he's always, he always answers the bell. And uh, 111 yards on 14 carries today and, and, a, and a rushing touchdown. Um, you know, Joe was part of a, a scenario where I think he had five rushes of 10 yards or more. And, and as a team, the Bengals had eight. Brown had two rushes of, of 10 yards or more. And Browning had one rush. Of 10 yards or more so they had eight carries that were you know considered explosive 10 yards or more on the ground uh it, it, it was pretty uh pretty effective and 
and the Bengals got that that ground game going. I thought that was a big key in the football game. They had 183 yards rushing on 30 carries. I mean, they uh, you know they said we're gonna we're gonna get after it. we're gonna we're gonna run the football. We're not gonna you know have, be one dimensional here. And uh, they ended up you know running the football for for more snaps than they than they threw the football, which is uh, which is unusual in the Zach Taylor era, and it paid dividends. In the third quarter, Jamar Chase gets a fourth reception on the game. It makes him a 100 reception receiver for the season. Only the third Bengal to do that. And um, a, a big, big number for Chase to reach for the season. It really is. I mean, um, the, the other two are TJ Hirschman-Zada with 112. And, and Carl Pickens, you know, had 100. And now Jamar Chase uh, has 100. That, that's a, that's a, that's a, a huge number. I mean, this guy's a unicorn, you know, for him to be out there playing, I think is impressive. And like he said, is he, he put it at 73% is what his shoulder was uh, operating at. So uh, he's out there trying to play and make contributions. And um, he's, he's one of a kind. I mean, there's not another receiver in the national football league that uh, physically and mentally have the things that Jamar chase has for a combination. I mean, it, it is, his traits are very, very highly unusual uh, and extraordinary in some cases. So he, he's a unicorn. He is definitely one of a kind. The other guy I want to give a, a bunch of kudos to is a guy that we're both good friends with. And in uh, at First Star Logistics, he's friends with everybody there. That's Sam Hubbard. I mean, Sam Hubbard, I asked him after the game in the locker room, I said, Sam, how many games were you messing with that high ankle sprain? Seven weeks, high ankle sprain, tibia and fibula full of, pull apart. And, uh, and, and uh, you got the soft tissue damage in there. I said, when you having surgery, Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday, having surgery Wednesday. He played on an ankle for seven weeks that needs surgery. And it's going to have a surgery immediately as soon as they can schedule it here, you know, get it scheduled after the season. I always had a healthy dose, a high dose of respect for Sam Hubbard and his toughness. It's just moved it off the charts. I mean, I know what that's like to try to play through those type of injuries and to do it for seven weeks. Man, dude's got a pain tolerance. He's got a dedication to the game, to his team. Uh, to his to his performance, I mean, Sam Hubbard is a unique, special dude as well. Yeah, it was good to see him get a sack today, and that yep. bring it brings me to uh, Trey Hendrickson got a half sack with B.J. Hill. I think that was the only one on the day for him, and uh, he may come up short. But man, what what a Bengals career Trey Hendrickson is putting together. Yeah, he is. He's a force. I mean, you get you get a guy, you know, seventeen uh, and a half sacks in seventeen games. And, uh, and and didn't get a, a full sack. So that stretch, string of seven straight games with at least a full sack has, has ended. But he did he did show up. I mean, he was on the board with a half a sack. So that's the thing about him. Uh, he It's not a situation where he has a fish, a guy who shouldn't be in the league, and he gets five or six sacks off the guy. He just gets his sack, his sack and a half, his two sacks every single week. I mean, his, his, his consistency of performance – is something that people should strive to be. It's it's off the charts. It really is. That guy is uh, is all out every single play. Um, he's going to try to get the best of you, and he's going to he's go, he's going to do it within the rules. Uh, no cheap shots. Nothing. Uh, you know, nothing but respect for the way Trey Hendrickson plays the game. We're talking with Dave Lapp on in the trenches, presented by First Star Logistics. Lapp, hard to believe, our final post game call of the season. And uh, we we got to talk. I mean, we, we we talk about the future with with the playoffs 
out of touch this season. A lot about the young guys. And early on, Jordan Battle got his first career interception. He's one of those young guys we got to watch. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, he, he had the uh, the great interception. Lou Anarumo was blitzing him. You know, he'd have him uh, in the box as a linebacker and uh, in playing run defense that way. And he run blitzed him. He blitzed him in passing down situations. He, he knows he's got a Swiss Army knife with Jordan Battle that he can do a lot of things with because the kid has a uh, not only a, a, you know, a body that can do a lot of things from a versatility standpoint, he has a mind that can understand what Lou Anaruma wants him to do you know, from a versatility standpoint. And when you have a guy like that, you know, that's a huge plus. He's part of a physician group, though, that I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see um, what they're going to be like next year because, honestly, they're, they're, they, they struggled. Uh, during the course of the season with recognition and communication. It was too quiet back there. And uh, and, and the trickle-down uh, linebackers didn't have the season uh, they normally had because the communication was too late or not at all. And guys were on different pages. And, I mean, th- this, this defensive football team gave up 79 plays of 20 yards or more coming into this football game in 16 weeks. That's one short of five per game. You can't live in the National Football League doing that. Now, today it was a lot better, um, but now with an, with an offseason to reflect and to understand more and in a higher level of what they're being asked to do and how they're being asked to do it, and an offseason to, uh, to study more, to get your body even bigger and stronger and faster and all that, I'm very, very anxious to see their development from year one to year two because I remember how it was for me as a year one to year two player and talking to other players that have played in the National Football League for a big period of time, year one to year two is when you can make your biggest jump. And if collectively that group on the back end makes their biggest jump, they can all run, man. They can all run like a deer. But, you know, running like a deer prevents – you can have recovery uh, speed and prevent a big play from being a touchdown. But if you don't have it down mentally, they're going to be big plays against you. It doesn't matter how fast you run if you're in the wrong spot. So um, I'm excited about what, uh, what this football team is going to be like uh, next year on on the back end and uh, and in general. And let's face it, Dave, when Joe Burrow has remained healthy, they've gone to the AFC Championship and they've gone to the Super Bowl. When he hasn't remained healthy, they haven't sniffed it. So you got to keep Joe Burrow healthy. You can't, uh, you know, hopefully have a season where the football gods say a key contributor is not going to miss an extended period of games like Jamar Chase, you know, missed five games last year. He missed some this year. You know, hopefully all the significant contributors to the football team stay healthy and intact together because this football team can be elite, but it has to stay healthy. Another one of those young guys on the offensive side, Andre Yosevich, five catches, 36 yards reception, two touchdowns today, um, a chance for him to really kind of step forward and show what he's got because a lot of question marks about the future of some guys, Tyler Boyd being one of those guys may have played his last game as a Bengal. Um Yosevich, I mean, is a, a guy that has a lot of tools, still putting it together. Yeah, I mean, Yosevich, he did a good job of, uh, you know, extending uh, plays when he needed to and getting on the same page as, uh, as Jake Browning. And, uh, you know, Yosevich, five catches, two of them touchdowns. 40% of his, uh, his catches uh, in this football game were for scores. That, that'll work. You know, that dog will hunt. And plus, he's a big, big contributor as a gunner in other spots on Darren Simmons' special teams. So this rookie class, all eight draft guys in this rookie class, everybody had a role, be it special teams or be it offense or defense. 
And by the end of the season, everybody had expanded their roles. So um, Yossi Vosh being, uh, being somebody that, you know, they want to take a good long look at. Because let's face it, the big three has been intact for a while. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like, okay, you don't need a stud tight end because it's a, it's a wide receiver-centric offense. And the tight end, they, they, they've gotten production as a group out of the tight end position. They got more catches and yards out of the tight end group this year than they got last year with Hayden Hurst even in the mix. So everybody contributes. Everybody does a little. Nobody has to do a lot of tight end position. But with the fact that the big three may be broken up, maybe it might not be as wide receiver centric, depending on how the young guys advance or don't. And you might say in the draft or free agency, geez, maybe we could utilize the tight end a little bit more, very easily adapt to it. Joe Burrow would not have an issue incorporating a tight end in the offense, maybe a little bit more if they feel like they've got that on, on staff. Or, I mean, on the roster already. Fine, let's let's roll with it. But yeah, it could it, there could be a shift, uh, you know, in, in in how the ball is distributed, uh, you know, based on who's there and who's not. But the, the the odds are the big three will not be back as a group. One guy that probably his future is probably set is a quarterback. We know about Joe Burrow, what he can do. Jake Browning cemented himself as the backup. Uh, I feel going forward. 18 of 24, 156 yards, three touchdowns, one interception today against the Browns in a big win. And, um, I mean, this young man has uh, earned what he's going to get. No question. I mean, um, on the first possession through an interception, did he fall apart? Hell no. Compartmentalized, moved on. 75% completion percentage, 18 of 24 uh, in his prior six starts to this. He was over 76% which was number one in the NFL over that six-week period. His 1,700-plus yards passing was number one in the NFL over that six-week period. He had only 156 today, so I don't know how all the numbers will add up and, and skew out, but, uh, I mean, th this guy, he not only played, he played at a very high level. He ends up throwing three touchdown passes after suffering that interception. Quarterback rating 113.9. Quarterback rating for the seven games of just under 100. He went four and three in those football games. I think if a lot of people was, uh, were told before the season, Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be out for the final seven games of the season and uh, three quarters of, the, of an eighth game. And uh, what do you think? You think the Bengals are going, to, are going to have a winning record? I'll guarantee you that not a whole lot of people would vote for the winning record. Well, Jake Browning stepped up. Jake Browning uh, took advantage of his opportunity. Opportunity knocked and he opened that door wide and, and played at an extremely high level. Now, will he be a, starter right away in the national football league who knows i mean i you know there's there's a lot of talent in in the collegiate level coming out in this year's draft but but like you said dave he is uh, the cincinnati bengals are sold on him as a backup and i'll guarantee you the 31 other teams in the national football league are sold on him in a backup position worst case scenario and there's worse lives to live than being a backup quarterback in the national football league making a good chunk of change um you know and, and not necessarily having to beat get your body beaten up but when, when called upon, be able to respond. And that's the thing that everybody's going to realize. I mean, this wasn't just a, you know, put the fire out for a quarter or a half or a game or whatever. He, he was the guy for seven starts, and he finished over 500 and put up big numbers. He, he had historic numbers for a guy for his first two and three starts in the National Football League. He just didn't play. He played his tail off and uh, – you know, if, if it doesn't work out with the Bengals for 
a nice contract for, as a backup situation. Uh, there's 31 other teams that have, have taken great notice of Jake Browning. There's no doubt. And the thing is, he showed it with his feet again today, too, Dave. I mean, you know, he he uh, he, he rushed for uh, 18 yards on uh, on a couple of on a couple of carries. He had 11 yard 11 yard run himself. So he had one of the explosive plays, uh, rush of over 10 yards, and and he extended uh, plays when he got out of pocket. Uh, you know, making people miss and, um, you know, showing some elusiveness as a quarterback. I mean, the guy can play. Bottom line, he can play. I think he's one of the biggest stories of the season. You know, a guy that we didn't talk about a lot this season, but had a, you know, a decent game. It looked like today without looking at film, just seeing him flash was on defense was Joseph Asai. And he's, oh, yeah. he, he's going to be fighting for a roster spot come next camp because you also have Murphy who we saw his role expand throughout the year. Yeah. But I, I think, I think Joseph Asai, um, you know, is it's unfortunate. Joseph Asai in my mind is a two year player, even though he's three years in the NFL, he missed his whole rookie year because of injury. I mean, he got hurt in training camp, never played a snap. So now, now it's his second year and he missed a good part of this year because of injury he wasn't available, but he'd been, he's been available now for a while. And he was like, you know, frothing at the, at the mouth, trying to get in there and show what he can do. Big tackle for loss, uh, big pressure, hit the quarterback's arm, ball goes airborne, interception. Shoot, I'll take that over a sack any day. Are you kidding me? A turnover for, uh, caused by your pass rush? Uh, Joseph Asai flashed. Joseph Asai has some traits. He checks a lot of boxes. I mean, th- th- this kid, he ended up playing some defensive tackle in the nickel form. He played some edge. You can never have enough players on your edge rotation. And, uh, and I'll tell you, uh, I, I wouldn't give up on that guy. I think that guy has got a lot of potential. You're in the trenches with Dave Lapp, presented by First Star Logistics, doing our final post-game call after the Bengals end up with a winning record at 9-8 and eight and a win over the Cleveland Browns. That We'll take that any day. And, uh, Lapp, we have to talk about First Star Logistics' final giveaway from this season. They were doing a giveaway every week the Bengals played this past season. Awesome prizes given away, and the last one includes you. You get to go to dinner at Jeff Ruby's. Uh, along with Malik Wright and some lucky winner that will be announced uh, probably sometime Monday, Tuesday uh, by First Star Logistics. And uh, we just can't get over with all the things that First Star Logistics do. Well, you know, Jeff Ruby's is known as, uh, as, as one of the best, if not the best restaurant that Cincinnati has to offer. So no shock that First Star Logistics, in the, in the way they do everything first class, is uh, sending us to, uh, to Ruby's for, for, uh, for a dinner. And uh, I, I know one thing, uh, I don't mind a good steak, <laughs> no doubt about that. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be, uh, you know, some, uh, some good grub, some probably adult beverage, uh, some football stories will be thrown around. We're going to have fun with, uh, with a winner that, you know, appreciates the game of football. So that, that'll be a great night. Really looking forward to it. Again, the Bengals 31-14 winners over the Cleveland Browns, finished 9-8. and eight. Lap, how hard is it when you – you uh, you know you played for the Bengals ten seasons, and you had those times where it was time to uh, pack up the locker and and know that uh, there could be uncertainty to the season ahead. Uh, that you uh, report back for all the different OTAs and mini camps and things like that, and workouts that you have to do on your own. And um, your your NFL future for some guys 
hanging in the balance. Don't know if you're going to be back in Cincinnati or somewhere else when you're you're packing everything away and, and getting ready to head home for the off season. Dave, that's the uh, that's one of the the more difficult parts of being a professional athlete of playing in the National Football League is when the season ends, you know the composition of the team you just played for is going to be different. Everybody's not back. Uh, and that that's just the nature of the beast. That is uh, that's a given. It is, it is uber competitive. Um, you know, the, the average career of an NFL player is still less than four years. So, I mean, if you're able to, to hang on for, for four, you're beating the odds. Um, and th- there's going to be, there's, there's not a football team. Uh, all 32 are going to have roster changes. There's salary cap scenarios that dictate it. There's just, uh, you know, guys uh, getting a little long in the tooth and they were on the back nine going into the season. And now they're putting on 18 as they finish the season, you know, from a career standpoint in terms of years played and snaps taken and body uh, worn on and all that sort of thing. So there, there's a myriad of reasons why uh, the team's going to be constructed differently, but it's going to be different. And uh, so, you know, you look around and you say, I wonder who it's going to be. Um, you know, there's, I'm going to have to say goodbye to some friends and, and try to make some new relationships and new friends and, um, it is, it, particularly in the offensive line where, you know, you really do make bonds with guys. You become lifelong friends. I do want to give some kudos to this year's offensive line. Every single guy started 17 football games. And, and you're not 100% healthy every week of the season to go play, uh, you know, the games in the National Football League. But everybody sucked it up and, uh, and, and started and, and played a preponderance of the snaps together. And, I mean, th- these guys are close. Um, you know, the Super Bowl offensive line that I played on in 1981-82. I mean, it's lifelong friendships with those guys. And, and these guys feel the same way. Um, so when, when that changes and you, you, you lose a guy that uh, you've been gone, going to battle with and you'd do anything for, you know, if you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us kind of mentality. You know, that, uh, that is a very, very unique bond from a workplace standpoint. You're never going to find another job like it if, in fact, you're – not playing anymore in the National Football League, or, you know, if you are, you have to try to establish those relationships, uh, you know, at another place, and and then hope you see uh, see your old friends down the road somewhere sometime. So, that's the unique part of the business, and sometimes it can be a tough part of the business, and you know, sometimes it can be a, a an exciting time of the business. Man, we got this this high pick, you know, when Anthony Munoz get drafted, I'm like, I can't wait to see this guy. I mean, gosh, the way they're talking about him. And then when I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God, he's more than was advertised. <laughs> this this guy is like, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. So you're excited about, you know, that kind of an addition to your football team. So um, that's that's the unique part of life in the National Football League. Well, the NFL season may be over for the Cincinnati Bengals, but it's not for In the Trenches with Dave Lappin, presented by First Star Logistics. we got a lot of stuff. We want to say a lot of thank yous to Lapp because, you know, players, coaches, have taken time throughout the the season to give it to us and come on in the trenches with you and uh, we can't thank them enough for doing that. But we got a lot of stuff that'll be coming up. The second annual First Star Logistics draft party. We were told that's a hundred percent a go uh, just uh, this week, and uh, so we look forward to seeing everybody out th- live at that as well. But um, man, just uh, it's hard to believe we're early January and we're not going to be talking about the Bengals playing in the postseason. But uh, I'm sure you have a lot of people you want to thank, Lap. Yeah, there's no doubt. And first and foremost, want to thank the coordinators. 
uh, offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. Every time we asked them to be part of in the trenches, they were gracious enough to do it and, uh, and, and, and give of their time. And a lot of times it's, it's difficult because they're in the throes of, you know, putting together a game plan and, uh, and they still find time to, to, uh, to catch up with us and to, and to communicate with our, with our people that want to uh, hear what they've got to say, you know, in the trenches. So I uh, can't thank those guys enough. Um, my goal is to have all three of those guys and then uh, all two, both of those guys and Darren Simmons to do a state of the union uh, here real quickly uh, next week in the trenches, get all three of the coordinators on to talk about, uh, you know, the season just ended and, and uh, in the future that's uh, rapidly approaching and, and, and then uh, obviously we've got uh, a bunch of players that have joined us uh, through the course of the course of the season, current and former, uh, former coaches, um, you know, scouts, uh, broadcast people, uh, the Sims, the Sims family, uh, dad, Phil and son, Chris, uh, it, it, you know, Boomer Sias and Chris Collinsworth. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I start naming too many names. I know I'm going to, I'm going to leave names out. I mean, Solomon Wilcox, uh, Lewis Breeden, um, you know, it's, it's just the list. The list is, is, is very, very lengthy and, and, uh, and, and very, very impressive and, um, feel extremely fortunate to be able to sit down and talk football with guys that uh, had such an impact on the game of football. So looking forward to doing it again, Dave, and you do a tremendous job putting it all together and getting it out there to people. And nobody works harder at their craft than, than Dave Burke and just outstanding what you do uh, to, to spruce it up, spice it up with video, with, with uh, every, everything that you do. Um, and and uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a joy. It's a joy to, uh, to be part of and I, I, I don't take it for granted and I really look forward to doing it. Well, thank you for the kind words lap. I enjoy being with you every week in the trenches and uh, it's hard to believe over 3 million views on YouTube since we started this little project and uh, another million in audio downloads in that course of that time. And uh, we encourage everybody, if you haven't already check it out, make sure you subscribe, follow, like, and also look at the uh, the other content being put out by the First Star Media Group with the Malik Wrights and the Joe Goodberries. And we look forward to having, the, you know, like we said, the, the, the draft party should be – it was a blast last year when First Star Logistics did that. I can't wait for the next one because I, I, I can we know it's going to be bigger and better. Um, and it was hard – it's going to be hard to top that one. But that's what First Star Logistics does all the time with everything they do. And uh, we can't thank them enough for allowing us to do In the Trenches with Dave Lapham. And um, Lap, I'm going to let you close it out because, uh, again, if you haven't had a chance, there's still a little bit of time left for the, the giveaway. First Star Logistics final giveaway of this season. Take part in that. Maybe you'll be the winner and you'll be having dinner with Dave Lapham and Malik Wright at Je uh, Jeff Ruby's restaurant. And uh, But Lap, I'm going to let you uh, say the final words of the final post-game call of in the trenches with Dave Lappin for the Bengals 2023 season. Well, I've enjoyed each and every one of them. And I hope I, I wish we were going to be doing more, but unfortunately uh, we're not. But like you said, Dave, uh, the one thing about Kevin and first star logistics, the company that he, uh, that, that he loves and, and, uh, and, 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 and continues to build uh, an empire with it's they, they don't, they don't settle. I mean, it's like, all right, we've done this. We're going to do that and more. It's like, let's, let's leave what we've done 
for our best performance in the dust and let's set another bar let's raise the bar and that's what it's all about uh kevin sets a high bar and and uh and we try to we try to reach it so we're going to try to do uh, a little bit more and, and and do it a little bit better and, and that's what uh it, it, it's life's like at first all logistics and that's what life's like in the national football league i mean uh you know it's a, just being average isn't good enough you, you gotta be you gotta be the best you got to be the best of the best. You got to be amongst the best of the best. You have to compete with the big boys, and and uh, to to have success and, and and live and survive in the National Football League, and that's the way we approach it at uh, at First Star Logistics as well. And it, it, everybody pushes everybody else for peak performance, and that's what it's like in the National Football League, man. You you uh you love your teammates because they're not only working as hard as they possibly can, they're pushing you to be a better version of yourself. And that's what First Star Logistics is all about as well. So I can see a lot of uh, a lot of analogies between what uh, what the Bengals are trying to get done on a week-to-week basis in the National Football League and what we're trying to get done in First Star Logistics game. The Cincinnati Bengals, 31-14 winners over the Cleveland Browns to finish 9-8 and on the season. Uh, no playoffs, but you can be finding more in the trenches with Dave Lapham on First Star Media Group and on Dave Lapham in the trenches presented by First Star Logistics. For Dave Lapham, this has been Dave Burke. Thank you for being with us. We look forward to seeing you in the trenches next week. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.